Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersview International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. Every power of Satan in the land, it does not come near you again in the name of Jesus. You will not face what others are facing. In the name of Jesus. I don't know about every member of your family, but over you that is here this morning, Satan's work is destroyed. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, shout a believing amen. Listen, if we do not undo certain things, we cannot release the glory of certain people. And it's here by time that we release their glory. Amen? We've seen too many times in which people have had to sit down because they are under oppression. But listen, he says, he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I can let you know that no gate of hell, no scheme of, no scheme of man would ever prevail against any one of you any longer. In the name of Jesus. No gate of hell, no scheme of man will prevail over any one of you in the name of Jesus. I say that because I know that that's what God wants me to say this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Look at someone and say, you're a, you're a world changer. You're a world changer. You're a carrier of a lifetime favor. You ride upon the wings of grace. You're an extender of Jesus' kingdom. Now look at somebody and say, you're a world changer. You are a carrier of lifetime favor. You ride upon the wings of grace. And you're an extender of Jesus' kingdom. Now look at yourself and say, I am a world changer. I am a world changer. I am a carrier. Or I'm a recipient of, what, of lifetime favor. I am a recipient of God's lifetime favor. I ride on the wings of grace. I am an extender of Jesus' kingdom. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Please sit down powerfully in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Every generation needs a change agent. What did I say? Because every generation has a problem that they are facing. So there's a generation before us that had the problem of colonialism. Some generations also had the problem of what? Slavery. Every generation has a problem that they are facing. And that problem is a systemic problem. That problem will continue unless world changers arise. Praise the Lord. That problem will do what? It will continue except what? You know what Newton's law says that every object will remain in its position unless what? a positive force, a higher force is applied. I believe that world changers are the higher force 
necessary to change and alter the path in which many people are going through. Slavery needed a world changer in William Wilberforce. Appetite needed a world changer in Nelson Mandela. In India, they needed a world changer in Mother Teresa. The truth is that Africa and Nigeria are these world changers today. Praise the Lord. And therefore, it's my prayer that every member of Pottersville will be a world changer in the name of Jesus. Now, before, so but for, to be a world changer, you must be a change agent. So today I'm talking about the change agent. Every human being is either a thermometer or a thermostat. Every human being is what? Either a thermometer or a thermostat. What's a thermometer? A thermometer will tell you what the temperature is. So if you see a normal Christian, they can tell you what the temperature of the Nigerian Christian is. A Nigerian Christian may be someone that is filled of what? Selfishness. He may be filled with, he may be filled of pride. They are all what? Thermometers. Thermometers tells you the temperature, whether anything is hot or it's cold. So can we say the Nigerian church, the Nigerian church is filled with, with fire people? No, we can't say that. So every human being is either what? A thermostat or a thermometer? The question is who are you? Are you a thermostat or a thermometer? But a thermostat, when they get to a place, they regulate the temperature. If it's too cold, they make it hot. If it's hot, they make it cold. Praise the Lord. I'm believing God will raise up thermostats. People that can regulate the temperature of the environment, the society that they are living in. People that can change the circumstances of the land. One day God said unto, unto Moses, he said, the cries of the people have gotten to me. I believe that the cries of Nigeria has also gotten to God. We cannot continue like this. We cannot continue like this. There are too many people that try to use God. Very few people know God. People come to church to use God. So then they told us that we should not mind. But very people know God. But let me give an example of a world changer. So God said to Moses, Moses, the cries of your people, of my people have gotten to me. If God is looking to change a situation, can God look for you? Because God knows that you will rise to the situation. The change agent will rise to that situation. So God said unto Moses, Moses, my people are in slavery. Their cries have gotten unto me. I need to set them free. But let me let you know that slavery was not just a system. It was a demonic system. How do I know? Do you know that even when the people of Israel left Egypt, they were still crying. They were, their hearts were still craving for slavery. They were saying, God, give, let, them, give, let them have what? The lettuce and the, the cucumbers of Egypt. Why could you be preferring something of bondage? Even in today, in today's church, a lot of people still prefer bondage. Praise the Lord. How do I know they prefer bondage? Sin is a bondage. Don't you think so? But many people want to prefer to be, want to have, a, what do you call it? 
a side chick or a side thing, those are bondages. You don't think so? Amen? So I'm asking you, church, are you a thermostat or a thermometer? If you are in a family and you are a thermometer, you will do what the family is doing. So if they are all harlots, you also will be a harlot. But if you are a thermostat, you will say no. We are not going to be harlots here any longer. We are going to be servants of a living God. We are going to change and everybody will change. I'm believing God to raise up what? Change agent in Pottersville. So by this message, very briefly message, I will talk to you about what the change agent. And Moses as a change agent. So let us look at Acts of the Apostles chapter 7. Amen. The Lord will help me this morning. No? I have two things I need to do after preaching. I need to take a thanksgiving. I need to anoint every child going to school for um, the school season starts tomorrow. Abby? And I need to anoint every child because our children will be for signs and wonders. And God will give them the mind that can understand science and hard things that can dissolve hard things. Acts of Apostles chapter 7. Praise the Lord. Very briefly, I'll talk to you about the change agent. Because Moses was also a change agent, true of us. And I'll talk to you about Moses. Now, this is the story of um, Stephen's defense. Amen. Now, something happened. So, Moses and um, Philip was talking to, to the Sanhedrins and he was talking to the high priest. But let's just go, let me just go because of time to verse 20. Listen. In which time Moses was born and was exceedingly fear and nourished up in his father's house three months and he was cast out. Pharaoh's daughter took him and nourished him for his own son. Now, I told you that one of the reasons why change agents must, they must be different to be able to make a difference. True or false? True or false? So, in life, you cannot change people when you are also in the same circumstances that they are in. Praise the Lord. So that's the reason why most most status um, quo are not easily destroyed because most people are of the same level. There was nobody to free the people of Israel. They were all slaves. And slaves do not leave slaves. But when God wanted to do something, God orchestrated but Satan thought that he had a plan to kill all the people. But God orchestrated that the person he would use will not grow up as a slave. That was the reason why Jesus Christ, for him to be a deliverer for man, could only be the seed of the woman, not the seed of the man. If he had been the seed of the man, he would have been a partaker of the Adamic sin. So when God said to the um, to the serpent, he said, The seed of the woman will bruise you, not the seed of Adam. So uh, Jesus had to come as a seed of a woman, not as a seed of a man. As a seed of a man, he will have lost the right to win that battle. Praise the Lord. So, in this case, Moses to God had to bring him up as what? As a freeborn, as a royalty. So he was born, he was, so in this case, I don't have a time, but God is showing you. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptian. I was mighty in words and in deeds. 
What was he mighty in words and in what? He was mighty in what? And when he was full 40 years old, he came to his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. Now, if I had my time, I would have told you that not only the change agents not only know why they are alive, they also must know when and how to move. Now, in Moses' own case, Moses knew that God had made him separate. That God had made him a change agent. He had come into his heart. As he's coming to your heart now that you are dissatisfied with certain things. Your, your, your dissatisfaction with certain things means that what? You don't like that thing to continue. So, how many of you are dissatisfied with Nigeria? Oh, virtually all of you. But you think the solution is to Jackpa, I mean? Good. It's fine to Jackpa. Jackpa is also fine. But when you find Jackpa, you find another kind of demon. I've told you that. So if you follow Wednesday series, you will see why we talk about not only powers, we're also going to talk about philosophies. So when you get to all those places, you will see philosophies in operation. And many times, the church has not prepared men for the philosophies of, 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 of the world. Or the philosophies of Jackpa, that's the word. Because you get to a place where they will start teaching a three-year-old child that he can, he can, that you can be a boy. She can, she can change her, 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 she can be a transgender. And when she gets home, she doesn't say, I'm no more a girl, I'm a boy. Your head will do what? It's a, at three years old, I teach them in school. Now, you must understand that philosophy to win that philosophy. But many people in church, do not, many Christians, many Nigerians, when they get there, they, they get paralyzed because they don't understand it. Praise the Lord. Can I continue? So Moses was born anywhere in Pharaoh's house. But Moses knew that God had called him. But Moses did not know the time. If Moses knew the time, Moses would have known that he was 10 years ahead. Because God had told them that he was going to do 400 years in Egypt. Moses attacked them at 390 years. 10 years before the time. If Moses had waited for God's time, you will have waited, you will have been 10 years in the palace to release the people of Israel. But Moses moved on. Praise the Lord. But he came onto his heart, which was okay, true of us, and he moved. Now, he expected, now look at, let's go on, sir. Time is for my, time is my friend this morning, you know. Praise the Lord. For verse 25, it says, he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. He expected that they should know that he was the deliverer. How did he know? He was mighty in words and in deeds. Now, time will not allow me to go. In verse 34, look at verse 34. Oh, okay, before you go to verse 34. Look at verse 27. What question did they ask Moses in verse 27? But he that his neighbor wrong trust out, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge over us? What did they ask Moses? Who made you what? Church, are you asleep? Are you cold? Who made you what? That was the question they asked him. Now, please, look at verse 35. 
Look at verse 35. This Moses, whom they refused, say, who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send them to be sent to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. Now, they use the word, the angel appeared unto him in the bush. It was God manifesting himself in the flaming flames. Is that okay? But the people of Israel, they're always scared to call the name, to write the name God. So they always put the angel that appeared unto him. They reference God so much that they will not even use, write his name. They don't call his name. That's how much they reference God. This same Moses, what had happened? There was been a transformation in the life of Moses. So that Moses can now, where he had been refused, he was now the same person. This same Moses that they said, they brought the, the Egyptian said, who, um, the Israelites said, who made you? Who made you ruler over us? Who made you? Who, who made you? The Bible says, and that same Moses did God make. What took place between that day and God making him? What took place? What took place? There were certain things that took place. And can I share those things with you today? Number one, Moses has stopped depending on himself. Moses has stopped depending on himself. And when he went to meet the people, he felt that he was the one. He thought he was the one that would do it. But on the day that God made him ruler and deliver over the people of Israel, he has started to depend on God. He asked God. When, he, when God visited him in the Exodus chapter 3, he said, who am I that I should go? That was the question he asked God. Who am I that I should go? He said, I'm nobody. Why are you sending me to do something like this? God told him, I'm sending you. He has stopped depending on himself. He has started depending on God. So if you're going to change agent that this generation needs, God has to empty you of self so that he can fill you with himself. He can fill you with his spirit. The Bible says they were full of the spirit of God. Those that are full of the spirit of God will be empty of self. So this same Moses that they said, who made you? I found certain transformation. And number one transformation was, is he told God, he, he said, I could not speak. But we just read that he said he was mighty in words and deeds. So what had stopped him from saying there was no more mighty in words and deeds? He has stopped believing in his own natural ability. He said that this is my natural ability cannot save me. You see, I always tell people that when they see Nigerian problem, they will, I always ask people that, do you think that Nigerian problem is, um, the people that go to Asorok, do you think that they are mad or they don't know the Nigerian problem? Or you think that they don't know that we have a production problem? Do you think they don't know they have, they just, they are just paralyzed. They can't do anything about it. For me, it's a spiritual problem. They can't do anything. They just, they, are, they see, they know the problem. They know, they know. If you listen to them talk, they, when they get out of Asorok, they will tell you, that this is the solution. They know the solution, but they can't do it. Because you have to stop depending on yourself. We have to ask men to stop depending on themselves. You understand? So Moses stopped depending on himself and God could use him. The change agent that God wants to use are people that will not be dependent on themselves. God has to empty you of yourself so that God will be all in all. Is that Okay. So God has to empty you of you so that you can... So the fact that you can speak does not mean that God will use you. Then what has me to today? We had uh, the example that was used was Pastor Adeboye. And he said, there's nothing that Pastor Adeboye says that he's mighty. He doesn't say anything that is glorious, does he? You know, so he doesn't say anything. Even Billy Graham, you listen to them, they don't say anything. They don't, they don't open the Bible and your heart is like, wow! No, they don't. But God still uses them. Why is God using them? Because of how they've emptied themselves of themselves. Pottersville, can we raise up men that will empty themselves of themselves? Not people that will be full of themselves. 
God. When you are full of yourself, you cannot be full of God. Is that okay? Number one. That's not, so can I continue? Now, number two. Circumstances will determine where you are. But your choices will determine how you will live. So in Moses's, in, but in, the, in uh, what's called, Moses, Moses had walked in, what do you call it? Had gone to the bush. His circumstances had made him go to the bush. But by the day he met with God at the fire, something happened. Bible says, take off your feet. Where you are is holy ground. What, does, what made it holy? What made it holy was that God had appeared there. I can tell you that God has appeared to us in Pottersville too. So, he, so what is making it holy? Take off your feet. By the choices of how you will live, everything now becomes different. So God said to Moses, Moses, go ahead. Go and tell those people. Let my people go. He said, how am I going to go? So Moses said, God told him, put down your, put down your what? Your stick, your rod. And immediately put the rod down on the floor. The rod became a snake. The Bible says Moses fled away from it. That was a mighty man before. I started falling, falling from snake. Praise the Lord. But by the time he came back and picked up the snake, he became mighty. You know, the day that he made, he made uh, the stick snake again, he did not run away. His choices have been that of the Lord. His choices have been what? That of the Lord. It's the choices that you will make that will make you a world changer. This generation is for people that will make the right choices. Not choices to perpetuate the systemic evil in the land. Not choices that will, that will perpetuate wickedness in the land. And I'm believing God will raise up such people in Pottersville in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Number three. Amen. Everyone, what Moses also taught us is that intimacy must, pre must precede intervention. Intimacy must what? When Moses intervened, he had not been intimate with God. But by the time Moses, God met with Moses at the burning bush, God said about Moses, he said, there's no one, I, there's no friend I know face to face like Moses. Moses had become intimate with God. And because he had become intimate with God, he can now be used by God for, to intervene. Many of us want God to, want to, want to intervene in, uh, on earth without being intimate with him. In the place of prayer. In the, when I mean prayer, I'm not talking about public prayer that you see all around. I'm talking about prayer. When you talk to God, you see that in God's presence. And you may never ask God for a fee, but, but by, by three hours will have gone. You're just talking to God. And God will just be, God will just be talking, oh my son, do you not understand that? Do you understand that? Do you understand that? And he will explain scriptures to you. Or explaining things to you. It's intimacy. Praise the Lord. It's the same kind of intimacy that husbands and wives have in the bedroom. That... Whenever you annoy her, your wife, her, she's not telling you. After everything has gone, say, this person annoyed me. Ah, the anger will not flow. It's intimacy. Intervention can only take place after intimacy. Do you know that Satan's greatest problem, Satan's greatest fight, is not your intervention, it's your intimacy. He's fighting your intimacy because he knows that once you're intimate with the Father, you can get the power to go and intervene outside. So he wants you, maybe by sin, or by being busy, or by being careless, not ever to lose your place of to lose your place of intimacy, and that's the reason why you can watch movie for eight hours. Let them tell you to kneel down for three eight minutes. You will not become like eight days. Why? Because Satan does not like your intimacy. He fights it. 
it fights your intimacy. You can watch the world for 24 hours. You can watch Arsenal, Chelsea, movie, uh, man, you, everything. You can watch Netflix. You can be on Instagram. But just be, face God, one minute. You will be watching your time. How long have I said the prayer? And you'll be telling yourself that 30 minutes prayer is enough. But if you've not told yourself that 30 minutes Instagram is enough. Intimacy. But by the time you come intimate with the Father, the Father tells you, you know why? It tells me the next coin. You may know the will of God. But you may not know the way of God. And there are two different things. When God told Moses to build a tabernacle to him, for him, he also told him to build it after a certain pattern. So it was not just the will that God wanted to build the tabernacle, it was also the way that God wanted the tabernacle to be built. When God told, uh, what's his name? Uh, when God told um, David, build me an ark, he built, said, no, but you're not going to be the one to be yourself will build it because your hands are full of what? Blood. Why? God was saying to him, that I know, you know, I know you, I know the will of God is that he wants an ark in this tabernacle, but there is a way to do it. For you to know the will and the ways of God, you must learn the worship of God. That's the reason why one of the greatest things that happened in my generation is that we do not have worshippers. I mean, people that will kneel down and just stay in God's presence, just alone with the Father. Praise the Lord. There was somebody that knew God's will. The Bible tells us Enoch walked with God. And the Bible said he was not. But God took him. Why did God take him? He walked with God. Do you know that Enoch did not see death? And the Bible said that it's appointed unto every man to die. Once. And after that word, judgment. Why did Enoch not see death? Those that walk with God cannot suffer what others are suffering. You must learn that when you walk with God, you are exempted from what others are suffering. Praise the Lord. Are you going to walk with God from today, sir? Or are you going to walk with Facebook and social media? A lot of people know everything about social media, but they don't know the mind of God. They know everything that is strange on social media, but they don't know. Some people tell me that they, I ask, I say, how do you know that something is strange on social media? They say it's strange on social media. I say, how do you know? They know. But why do I want to know? I want to know what is trending in heaven. What is God saying in the courts of heaven? What is God saying? What are the angels saying to God? Ah, this is time for this thing to arise. This is, that's what I want to know. I want to know what's happening in the courts of heaven. You know why? If I can't get to know what's happening in the courts of heaven, I have the boldness on earth to move forward. At least I know that the courts of heaven are looking for disciples. I know the courts of heaven are looking for warriors. I know the courts of heaven are looking for priests who will stand in the place and, say, and stand for God. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Are you blessed this morning? Praise the Lord. Let me end this because of our time. Amen. For you to be a change agent, you must have an encounter with the fire of God. The fire dimension of God. You know, Moses had the fire dimension. That was what changed him. True of us. He had the burning bush experience. But let us look at Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. That will make me end this prayer, this session. Amen. Can I, I will continue, I will complete this sermon on Wednesday. That's fine, Abby. Uh -huh. So those of you that don't attend sermon, you, will, you have an incomplete message. If you don't attend on Wednesday, you have an When the Lord shall have washed away the fields of the daughters of Zion, and I shall have plunged, purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof, by 
by the spirit of judgment and by what? The spirit of what? Warning. Next person. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion and upon our assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. God is just saying here that for the transformation of lives, it starts with what? A fire dimension of God. I don't know if you can join me this week and ask God this week, Father, let us have the fire dimension of you. Anything that is not of you, let it burn. Praise the Lord. Purge me, purge my life. That whatever is not of you, let it burn. In the name of Jesus. Let us have a fire dimension of the Holy Spirit. And when Moses had the fire dimension of the Holy Spirit, the same Moses that ran away from Pharaoh went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. Because he had the fire dimension. It was the same way that the disciples had clothing tongues of fire. And those that were scared, those that were weaklings, became what? They became warriors. I was saying to someone yesterday, I said, you are either a warrior or a weakling. But you cannot be both. You are either a warrior or a weakling. If you are, if you are a warrior, you are not a weakling. If you are a weakling, you cannot be a warrior. Praise the Lord. Pottersville, can, we, can, can you pray to God to have a fire dimension of God this morning? In the name of Jesus. Can we pray to God to have a fire dimension of God this morning? Just pray to God that you have a fire dimension of God this morning. Rise up. Let us rise up. Let we us hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life transforming and destiny impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.